cord and cut into medium chunks. What's up, Wes? Hey. So, my name is Jordan Tepper, and you may know me by my company, East Tasty Candy Company. I'm the chief confectionery officer. And uh, you may w know Wes. Wes, who are you? Hey, uh, I'm, I'm Wes Goggins. Uh, you might know me locally as a Jewish Cowboy Nashville on Instagram. Uh, uh, I'm a chef over at Roberto's Pizza here in uh, uh, Nashville over at Irvin Cowboy. I help make the, uh, uh, develop the pizza uh, menu over at Pinky Ring up in Madison. Uh, and you may have even helped me fund my Kickstarter. I'm trying to get a... a permanent place for my Jewish cowboy concept. Uh, and so we are starting a new podcast. Uh, hopefully the name by the, uh, will be, will be made uh, of the podcast by the time that you are listening, uh, to this. Um, but tell, let's uh, tell them a little bit about what we're here to do. Yeah. Um, uh, we want to share Jewish recipes. We want to talk about Jewish food history. We want to talk about how these uh, traditions have influenced us and shaped us and what they mean to us. That's that's a beautiful way of doing that. Also, we want to teach people how to make it and show people that cooking is not scary. Yeah. No, it's... Uh, it it isn't at all. It's just a big part of it is getting in there and trying it. <laughs> Absolutely. And all of the recipes that we are using, uh, you can find on the internet. Actually, we are finding them on the internet. We're going to um, show them to you. And uh, we will also be open uh, if you have any questions on what to do. Uh, or need any type of su uh, food substitution, um, you can always contact us on um, on our Instagram pages, right? Yeah, we will we will figure out something. And if there's one thing that uh, uh, Jews are apt at, it's finding substitutions for recipes. That's true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the amount of recipes I found that uh, I'm like, oh, I can't put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> So what did we make today, Wes? Yeah, uh, today we made an apple cider honey cake uh, to celebrate Jewish New Year, Rosh Hashanah. It is Rosh Hashanah. Well, yeah, Shana Tova. Uh, Shana Tova. So we're not Jewish scholars, but we are Jewish. Uh, we have... And, and, and we might be scholars. We might be scholars. Uh, but not, not necessarily together. But one thing that we know we like is food. And... Uh, so what we are going to do is kind of talk about um, putting this together and our own um, backgrounds uh, on Rosh Hashanah. Uh, everybody has a different background and, and traditions and what they do. And, uh, and I hope that you all can relate to that and um, we'll open up the conversations in, um, in other ways. But um, so I grew up in a, uh, in a conservative uh, home. Um, I was bar mitzvah reform though. And, uh, and, 
after I was bar mitzvahed, I pretty much didn't go to the Hebrew school anymore. How about yourself? Um, yeah, no, my, uh, uh, there are no Hebrew schools in, uh, rural Texas. So that kind of, uh, fixed that right out of the gate. But no, I, uh, I grew up in a, uh, mixed faith household. My dad's not Jewish. My mom was, so that makes me Jewish. Um, and it was always kind of, uh, balancing between the, you know, straddling both, both cultures and, um, both religious experiences. Um, but yeah, I definitely went, went down one, one of the paths. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, but no, um, kind of, I grew up at home. My mom was very, uh, unconventional person. Um, she was kind of an, an interesting kind of hippie person, uh, I guess you could say. And, but she always felt like, uh, um, our Jewish history and Jewish side was really important and she always made it a point that we, that's great. You know, my, my parents were not hippies. Um, and, but we, uh, growing up in a conservative, uh, uh, synagogue, uh, we went to services, uh, all day for Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur. And, uh, I went to Hebrew school. They tried to teach me Hebrew didn't really work very well uh but we always we celebrated um the holiday as a as a family and for uh people that are not jewish um the uh, jewish calendar the hebrew calendar go is lunar calendar and so that's why hanukkah doesn't come on the same day every year somewhere between um, what we would say Thanksgiving and uh, Christmas time. Well, 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 it does for us. It doesn't for the right. The, uh, when contrasted to the Gregorian calendar, sorry, they, they do not align. Thanks for that. Uh, uh, but there and there's a few things with um, Rosh Hashanah that we that we use to help celebrate the New Year food wise, and one of that is apples and honey. Yeah. Well, the the big thing is that they're symbolic foods. Mm-hmm. And um, just like how in the South we might have cabbage and black-eyed peas and corned beef uh, to all represent different hopes for the new year, uh, uh, we have the same thing. Or uh, we hope the next year will be sweet and full of promise. And uh, so we we have sweet foods that are often at the core of the holiday uh, apples and honey being two big ones. And I see some notes here that honey also calls to mind the metaphorical significance of bees with a painful sting and a sweet reward. And, um, yeah, I mean, as Jews, we say that, um, we're, it's all full of uh, guilt and punishment, right? Oh yeah. No, uh, if there's one things we have, it's, <laughs> Jewish guilt. Jewish guilt. It goes together like apples and honey, <laughs> chocolate and peanut butter, Jews and guilt. Um, okay, so let's look into this recipe that we're working with. Did we use anything special for this? Yeah, no. Uh, uh, it's mostly a fairly simple cake recipe, uh, but something we did feature was a uh, local uh, Tennessee whiskey, Clayton James. This uh, is from the 10 South Distillery. 
and uh, it's Clayton James. It's made in Linville, Tennessee. Yeah. And uh, I actually got that bottle at the distillery. Oh, well, it's it's a, it's a great looking bottle. But yeah, now um, a lot of great flavors in this uh, uh, recipe. A uh, lot of nice uh, uh, local honey that you could feature if if you wanted to put it in there. Uh, uh, you could get some really nice butter for it, and especially if you found a place for nice local eggs, would also be wonderful. Um, so, what are we expecting from from this recipe? What type uh, are we expecting? A so it's a it's a bundt cake. Um, is it going to be fluffy? Is it going to like what type of texture of it? Uh, do you suspect that we're going to get from it? Well, I mean, one of the classic like honey cake recipes that you see for New Year's is usually uh, uh, a really rich cake, a really moist cake uh, with a lot of powerful honey flavor. This had a lot of uh, a lot of apples in it, and I thought that, that was really neat using that uh, as a binder for the the cake recipe um and it it smells fantastic it does it it does um, smell really good uh so let's take a quick break we're gonna regroup in the kitchen and uh we'll take it from there how's that sound awesome okay i got a bunch of apples gonna peel these apples i'm gonna uh chop them and core them okay so making this recipe is, is, I would say, is good for the family because you can have one one person scraping the skin off the apples and the other cutting. And while everybody's concentrating on their task, there's no fighting. <laughs> the, the, the one moment where there's no complaints. There's one moment where there's no complaints. Okay, so we're just putting apples into a bowl. Okay, so we're putting apples into a pot along with the um, brown sugar brown and butter. Brown sugar and butter. So two cups of flour? Uh, yep, two and a half. Okay, so we have whisked all uh, the dry ingredients. Wes is such a, an awesome baker person. I have cracked way too many eggs to count. <laughs> in my day. Also, a uh, long-running obsession with the omelet. So. Okay, I'm gonna do a, a quarter cup of uh, bourbon, or whiskey. I'm using a locally made whiskey today. And I'm gonna kind of eyeball the honey. Okay, so Wes is now, um, we're mixing up the, the dry, we have our wets, so. Uh, the wets, I'm going to mix up as well. Um, remember that is a mixture of egg, honey, whiskey, I think that's it. The apple is cooling down uh, and the apples are really soft and uh, it's all pretty much looks like a, an apple butter soup, which doesn't sound that bad. No, no, that sounds great. I, I would I would love to eat this with, you know, uh, anything. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, pretty much anything. I was gonna say a dollop of whipped cream on top, but yeah, really. <laughs> uh, and so we're gonna let that cool down. And I brought I broke out a blender, and uh, so we're gonna eventually put that into the blender, blend it up to make the apple butter. 
the apple butter is going to be part of the wets and um, we we have to uh, puree that and get her over here and we're going to be whisking the wets into the drums. Okay. Is yeah. there something that we should do to prep the bundt cake pan? Uh, yeah, uh, what we can go ahead and do is grease it, even if it has a non-stick uh, coating. To grease the pan, should we rub it with olive oil, pan, butter? Like, um, what's the best way to grease a pan? Uh, I prefer butter because, um, one, your uh, uh, butter has the most flavor, um, especially with cake applications. Uh, buttering the pan is a, a very good idea. You also, um, butter uh, can assist with browning. So we have the wet mix, which is the honey, the eggs, the bourbon, the uh, pureed apples, and it has a really uh, kind of Smooth has a smooth yeah. texture to it. There are no lumps. Now we're adding it to the dries, and I have another whisk that I'm going to um, whisk it together. So now, do we? What do we do with the batter? Yeah, we we just transition it into. We have the buttered bunt pan uh, right here, and uh, we're just pouring it right in. Our oven is preheated to 325. We are just going to transition this into the middle rack of the oven. And there we go. All right, through the magic of editing, we're back here in the studio. Let's, Let's taste, taste this, this cake. cake. Wow. Yeah, really, uh, really nice amount of uh, moistness. Mm -hmm. um, apple flavor really, really comes through like that the apples really nice moistness <laughs> sorry hey me laugh. i mean that's that that's a word that is, is only, only allowed within the context of talking about cakes i think i think so. so moistness um yeah and i taste the apple and i really taste the whiskey though oh yeah like a, a solid amount of that came through and it's it's a little dense, right? Yeah, but you know, I think that that's um, that's something you see in a lot of honey cakes. Uh, you know, I, I think there's a lot of density, mostly just because of the amount of, of honey or honey syrup that's usually mm -hmm. added. And uh, but no, I mean, I I don't think it's an unpleasant denseness. I just mm -hmm. think that that's the nature of having a. Uh, you're going to see that in your rum cakes. You're going to see that mm -hmm. in uh, a lot of cakes that are just holding a lot of extra flavor and a lot of moisture in them. Mm -hmm. uh, but but yeah, yeah. And uh, you, you also see that in fruit cakes, which all often are soaked in uh, uh, in a syrup. And yeah. I, I just I just think that that's the nature of that's going to be one aspect of this kind of cake. And I don't think it's a necessarily negative aspect. Right. I think it's just it's dense with um, syrup and flavor. Would you change anything about the cake? Um. Uh, yeah. No. I, I. I. think that there's, you know, um, a lot of subjectivity in uh, in cakes in baking. Um, if I wanted to make this my uh, my style, 
or uh, uh, utilize some of the tricks that I have up in my sleeve. Something that I love using in apple desserts, especially, uh, is apple molasses. And fruit molasses are like a little secret weapon. Okay. Um, people outside of bakers, I don't uh, don't feel like utilize them very much, and are often like, "What's that?" I've well, never heard of it. Yeah, basically, you take a gallon of apple cider and you cook it down to about uh, a liter. I, I like that I switch between imperial and uh, uh, metric kind of freely there, um, but uh, but yeah, you 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 cook it down and you have a molasses and it is just a condensed apple flavor and I I use it in a lot of vegan recipes as uh-huh. a substitute for honey if you're dealing with vegans that can't or won't use won't use honey. Okay, um, it has a lot of the same qualities and it isn't as minerally and rich is like a black strap okay um but it also has a really punchy apple flavor and uh which can be great or not so great depending on the recipe you're using it for if you don't want a lot of apple flavor in something Mm -hmm. but uh it's it's an amazing uh, uh ingredient you can drizzle it on ice cream. You can drizzle it on, brush it on roasted meats. Wow. You can uh, uh, just pour it in over some ice with some seltzer water and make an apple soda. Just, that sounds delicious. But it's for apple cakes, apple pies. It's it's my secret weapon, and I think with some apple molasses, like uh, uh, drizzled on this, yeah, that 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 would be really special, especially if uh, we blended some of the whiskey in it. I think I think that sounds great. Um, I think I would. Um, I like a little chunky bits of apple. Oh so yeah. So I, I think it's a little too smooth for me. Like I would rather have some chunky bits of apple because we pureed that pretty oh. far down. Yeah. Um, I also think I would up the amount of cinnamon and possibly add some nutmeg. Yeah. Maybe some allspice because I th- like. I don't know I, when I'm when I'm eating this. I want a little bit more of that. Uh, harvest reminds me of the harvest what reminds me of like fall um and so i think i would add some of those flavors plus i like things a little bit more spicy even though i'm a candy guy um i do like spicy uh and but if we were going to eat it alone i think for my next bite uh i'm i'm going to try some uh to drizzle it with dolce de leche oh yeah I have some of that in my fridge. <laughs> that that uh, that that'd be great, especially with like a scoop of ice cream or something. Uh-huh. I yeah. think that would complement it really nicely. Yeah, and uh, maybe even uh, just some um, graham cracker crumble. Oh, which which would also be great, mm-hmm. especially like combined with a syrup or an icing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, get the crumble to stick to it really nicely. Yeah. So, is this something that you would have eaten during Rosh Hashanah with your family? Oh yeah, no. I mean, I I, I think that uh, honey cakes are kind of a pretty big part of most modern Jews' uh, traditions, even uh, less traditional ones. Even uh, my family's Sephardic on my mom's side, and a lot uh, that comes with a lot of Iberian culinary traditions. That comes with a lot of North African culinary traditions, right. which, coincidentally enough, a lot of that fits in really naturally with the already kind of hybrid culinary tradition of Texas, which is already taking cues from a lot of those places. So uh, growing up, I, we, I don't think this is something that we would have eaten 
Uh, we are not really, in my family, we're not really bakers. And we didn't really eat a lot of uh, Rosh Hashanah dinner at our house. We would have gone to uh, the synagogue or gone to somebody else's house. Uh, but I think that this is easy enough to cook that I think I'm going to start incorporating into not only Rosh Hashanah, but I think every other holiday because this is delicious. Yeah, no, I, I, I think you can't go wrong with a nice honey cake. Um, so wrapping things up, let me just um, um, ask because we both of us kind of grew up in um, like in the South. Um, but uh, and you saying that you were in, in Texas. Um, did your school acknowledge the existence of Rosh Hashanah? Did you get off for Rosh Hashanah or anything like that? No, they, 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 it sounds like you just made up that word. Right. I, uh, <laughs> did, did you just sneeze? Yeah. Is this, is, uh, less, uh, is, yeah. is this some kind of like <laughs> science fiction holiday that you've come up with? Is, is that from Mexico? Because you right. know we fought a war against Mexico right. for independence. Is that Spanish? Well, um, <laughs> gr growing up, uh, I, I spent uh, some of my elementary school years and uh, in middle school years in uh, the Northeast, and we did get off for Rosh Hashanah. Uh, but I remember in high school, um, I had to uh, not only prove to my my teacher in Pensacola, Florida, that uh, I should not have been counted off as an, an, an absence, but I had to also somehow prove to him that I was Jewish. <laughs> uh Interesting. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I always, always love trusting somebody that uh, uh, wants evidence that you're Jewish. That usually leads to wanting to have you on a little list. Yeah, let's uh, let's not go there. <laughs> I think that's a good uh, good transition to to close out the show. Um, Thanks everyone for uh, trying this uh, apple cider honey cake with us. Uh, you can find the recipe in the show uh, show description, show notes. And if you bake it at home, tag us in your photo on Instagram. I'm Jewish Cowboy Nashville. And Jordan? Yep. Uh, thank you very much, everyone. Uh, I hope that you uh, will try this recipe and see how easy it actually is. Uh, you can find myself. My name is Jordan Tepper. I am the Chief Confectionery Officer of East Tasty Candy Company. And you could find me on Instagram at East Tasty. And the show is executive produced by myself, Wes, and Adam Levin. This was a really fun first episode. We are definitely learning a lot. Uh, by the time this comes out, we will have a name for this. And um, I want to thank uh, Adam for uh, being behind the scenes and keeping this thing rolling. Uh, thank you very much, man.